You're listening to Box Office Bros. Starring Corey Osborne. It's a party every week, baby. Embarrass me in front of Corey. How many of these guys are named Corey? And Chance Oliver. Are you prepared to take that chance? I think you ought to know what our chances are. You had your chance and you blew it. Let's start the show. Now go do that voodoo that you do. Hold on to your butts. Showtime, a-holes. Yeah, we have a great show lined up for y'all today. Um, we're talking about, you know, we're talking about stuff and talking, talking about, about things. corporate <laughs> stuff. Talking about reboots. We're talking about new movies out last weekend. Uh-huh. What Apple's up to. All that delicious stuff, and even Corey booked a guest, and I didn't even know about it until roughly twenty minutes ago. <laughs> you know, it's always a party every week, baby, with me. Oh, Corey God. in the house. Corey in the studio. Corey in the building. <laughs> no, most definitely. But yeah, so let's get right into it. Um, Sony. Sony was asked, or like uh, studio exec at Sony was asked point blank. One of the main guys was asked point blank, um, is Spider-Man going to be in the MCU? And then he said no for now. As in, in foreseeable future, Spider-Man is not going to be in the MCU. And Chance, what do you think about that? That's sad. I'm disappointed. Yeah. Well, it's, well, like two, I want to say two or three podcasts ago, we had the discussion of where I lay like almost the entire blame at the foot of Walt Disney Corporation. No, for sure. Uh, it's just, just sad. Like, it's going to be, I don't know, it's annoying that they couldn't come up with a compromise because they both pretty much got free money at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sony got their movie made. They had to pay for it. They got their movie made by someone who is very familiar with the superhero genre Uh in Kevin Feige. They got pretty much all but a little sliver of the box office. And then Disney, they got all the toys that uh, came from this movie. So Uh I thought it would be a pretty good deal. But the Mouse House wanted more. And Sony was like, no, we're not giving you more. This is like. This is a privilege, like, what we're giving the fans is a privilege, not a right. And you just uh-huh. kind of, you, you bonked it up, man. No, so, for sure. It's just disappointing, and it's going to create a giant writing headache for pretty much everyone. I know some people are just writing it off. Oh, it's fine. They just won't. No, 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 no. Like, the guy that Tony Stark, spoiler alert, by the way, for Endgame. No, yeah. The guy that Tony Stark, like, according to the dialogue in Spider-Man Far From Home, wouldn't have sacrificed himself if he knew Peter wasn't going to be there. And now Peter's not going to be there. Yeah, exactly. It's ridiculous. It's preposterous. Why would they even make him this important if they even knew there was a possibility that this could happen? But anyways, continue. Plus, and on the Spider-Man Sony side of things, you're going to have to pretty much ax out Happy Hogan, who's become like a mentor figure in Peter's life. You're going to have to give him a new suit because... Oh, where'd you get your costume? Oh, this guy named Redacted gave it to me. So, <laughs> How much do you want to bet that they're just going to have Redacted MCU? But do you want to know something that's actually kind of interesting? What? Did you know that they Disney Plus can still make like every What If um, episode for this first season is going to be from every MCU movie? But that's actually including Spider-Man movies. Yeah. And the reason why is because that uh, Marvel has the rights to 20-minute 
um, Spider-Man television. They, 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 which is just kind of, they have the right also have the rights to Spider-Man animated uh, no uh, episodes too. No, yeah, for sure. But I feel like that's just because they're usually more in short forms. Like if Sony right. were to make an hour-long series, which I'm pretty sure they're planning on doing with, um, which I'm pretty sure they're planning on doing with, um, you know, Lord and Miller because they're doing their own Spider-Verse things yep. and that kind of stuff. So um, those are going to be more hour-long stuff. So they have the right. So Sony would have the rights to those things, obviously. But I don't think they have the rights to the animation, the shorter stuff. Like say they're even going to do a live-action twenty-minute thing. I'm pretty sure Disney could still technically do that. Yeah, I, I know for like, cause from the videos I've watched on YouTube, is that Disney has the rights to make twenty-minute animated episodes of Spider-Man because uh-huh. stuff on like Disney XD, like animated Spider, like Spider Ultimate Spider-Man, and then like the new one that they released like a year or two ago. Is also made by Walt Disney. Like the last Sony produced Spider Man cartoon was like Spectacular Spider Man a decade ago, which is really good, by the way. Um, no, for sure. So, yeah, Spider Man's animated like back in the 90s. Um, that uh, the animated uh, cartoons from Marvel, those were like all Fox produced. So, mm-hmm. it's constantly switching between productions and studios. And right now, it all the most of the cards lie with Disney Vault. Sony does have a few aces in regards to this, but well, mo- most of the aces when regards to Spider-Man characters, but it's just, it's just sad. Like, you know, it's super sad. It's very, very unfortunate it was, what went on and it's bad for like thing is Marvel and Disney will, or Marvel and Sony will, or Disney and Sony is probably a more appropriate thing to say. We'll survive this. Yeah, it, and like obviously we'll survive it too. It's not like our lives hinge on Spider-Man being in the MCU. They do, but <laughs> but the big thing that upsets me is that this is really a fan's loss because yeah. it's better for fans for Spider-Man to be with everybody because he interacts best with everybody around him in the universe, not just the characters that are in his kind of side of the universe or pocket of the right, universe. I mean, well, the only silver lining is that we get we'll get to see. Tom Holland's Spider-Man interacts with Venom and Carnage and Morbius, probably. I hope that's I don't not even a want that. Wreck. That's the funny thing, though. Well, like, I don't yeah. even know if he'd fit. I don't even, like, it's not that I don't like, okay, I don't like Venom all that much. So I wasn't one of the raving fans of Venom that made it a ton of money. Okay. <laughs> I, it's I, a dumb movie. <laughs> I will wait to pass judgment until Venom 2 comes out because I will I will wait to see how Andy Serkis handles uh-huh. Venom 2. Just because of, well, like I stated in previous podcasts, not this radio show specifically, I've, I expressed some doubts on Andy Serkis' ability to direct, not like he, I'm sure he can direct motion capture, which is probably going to be a lot of it. Mm-hmm. But like I said, he still has to prove himself and he proves himself with Venom 2, then I will be elated to be proven wrong. No, for sure. And so, like I said, if Venom, if Andy Serkis kills it with Venom 2, and maybe maybe not retcons, but changes up the characters a little bit. Maybe takes that darn interesting wig off of Woody Harrelson's head. I think we could be, uh, we could be in some interesting waters of new possibilities. Of course, it might be different from what we've had, but maybe it could still be good, like what we had. Oh yeah, like because you had the silver, like the Black Cat and Silver Sable movie that they've been rumored for years. Hopefully they never do that Aunt May movie they were talking about. <laughs> what are you talking about? Secret Agent Aunt May? That's the only thing that I'm ever looking forward to. 
Wouldn't it be funny if I like they did that with like the old old lady Aunt May from <laughs> from the Sam Raimi movies? Oh, yeah, that would be hilarious. And if Sam Raimi directed those, those would be a ton of fun. It would be hilarious. It would be awful, but it would you be a ton a of fun. You want a hot candy and then bash someone over that with a Bruce Campbell <laughs> just pops in out of nowhere. <laughs> Spider Man or Human Spider? That's all you got. <laughs> oh. I wonder what Bruce Campbell would have been in Spider-Man for. There's um, a theory that he's like going Mysterio to be he's going to be Mysterio because they're like saying that he's been like spy, um, you know, kind of like spying always on Spider-Man, always, always spying on the Spider Boy. That's good all the actually. time. I think that would be really good storytelling. That, that'd be just fun. like yeah, because he always played a different role and he's just such a theatrical person in nature. And I think Bruce Campbell actually would be a really good Mysterio. I think he would be great because it would be really cool to have that, you know, that bar scene with Jake Gyllenhaal having that with um, I know it wouldn't be the obviously it wouldn't be the same story, but having right. that same kind of scene with Bruce Campbell being Mysterio instead would be just as fun. So it's like one of those things where I think it would be really, really cool and all that jazz. So. OK, hear me out. What if you had Bruce Campbell come back in like the first Sony movie? With Tom, like first only Sony movie with Tom Holland as mm-hmm. like a different, like so he's a different member of the Sinister Six. Mm-hmm. Like, what if you have Bruce Campbell say as well, you can't do Scorpion? So I guess the only other villain you could do is say like Rhino or something like that. Or oh, or what if Bruce Campbell was Doctor Octopus? Oh gosh, how corny would that be? Bruce Campbell can't handle a lot. <laughs> yeah, but what like, he does handle is hilarious. No, exactly. Well, what he can't he can handle a lot, but I just think it would be really funny because he'd get so. I think he'd get so dang cheeky about it. That's like the big thing. He just gets so cheeky when it comes to um, doing certain roles. Like I, I don't know. I think he'd be good in whatever he does. Honestly, yeah. And so he'll be fine. No, yeah, for sure. But sadness for Disney and Sony's divorce from the Spider-Man collaboration. Both the companies win in the end and all the fans lose. No, pretty much because nobody wants nobody wanted to see him come back to Sony and all that stuff, you know? Yeah, it would have I was just so disappointed. No, yeah, I know. It's just it's a frustrating deal. But well, we, what <laughs> what were you well, going to say? Well, you made say? a horse noise and I was <laughs> Okay. I've become every horse girl from middle school. Okay, we do not need to dwell into that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> actually, you don't need to talk about that at all. There actually was um, one that used to chase me all the time and le- legit kick me and what? bully me. And yeah, I was bullied by the horse girl. Uh, it happens. Some- something you should admit on radio. Well, that's okay. It's fine. <laughs> uh, I-, I have no shame. I understand. I, I honestly is probably worth bullying because, you know, one day I would start to have a, a movie um, podcast and that's kind of nerdy. So I guess I probably deserve it. Wow. That's a uh, high opinion of yourself there, Corey. <laughs> you know me. <laughs> oh, yeah. You are a, a paragon of self-confidence. Oh, most definitely. Like people just they like they part like the ocean when you're walking <laughs> through camp- campus. Oh, look out. Here comes. Corey, <laughs> he's Dude. in the house. It's a party every week, baby. <laughs> no, every <but>. time. <laughs> and we were talking about the Face Off reboot. If you ever, um, there's this old, there's this older film called Face Off. It had John Travolta in it. It also had um, Nick Cage. Nick Cage. No, how could I even forget yeah. Nicholas Cage? Wow. Nicholas Cage was also wow. in the movie. And it is the premise of the movie. If you have not heard of it, is. <laughs> 
<laughs> Nicolas Cage is a mercenary and he's just a very evil guy. And so in order to infiltrate different things that he's done in the terrorist kind of actions, they decide to surgically take off his face and put it onto John Travolta. Mm-hmm. And then John and then Nick Cage wakes up and then has the same thing done to his face. Yeah, he threatens the surgeon at gunpoint uh-huh. to put John Travolta's face on him. Uh, it's it's a wild film. It's crazy. It's so nuts. It literally starts with people doing the Hallelujah chorus, mm-hmm. and um, <laughs> Nick Cage like proceeds to like act like he's leading the choir, and he's just going crazy. Like think the whole Hallelujah, Hallelujah, mm-hmm. and meanwhile. Um, <laughs> <laughs> super, Nick, super Cage is, Nick Cage is literally crumping to the Hallelujah chorus, mm-hmm. and it's crazy. And I'm like Nick Cage, I'm like, what are you doing? What's going on here? <laughs> Doesn't it, I know, like, because John Travolta is secret agent, policeman, um, after huge criminal Nick Cage. No, for sure. And yeah, uh, it's great. Like, doesn't this the whole rigmarole of the? Uh, First, uh, the opening scene of the movie doesn't it end like in an airport or something or something? Uh, yeah, it does. It ends. It's, it's like a an very, engine testing. Yeah, or some weird situation where it's like I don't know. It almost looks like a Bond villain uh, setup, death trap. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think that's how Nick Cage is ultimately defeated. Uh, the first part he's defeated in the where he gets knocked unconscious and the whole kind of plan sets into motion. No, for sure, and it's just. Uh, it's just crazy because it's like John John Woo directed this film, correct? I but it's like, so. I, but yeah, it's John Woo. Every time something bad happens, doves fly in the air, um, <laughs> different things like that. Like, um, I don't really want to spoil the greatness that is. Um, uh, <laughs> like, I don't want to spoil the greatness that is. Uh, face off. Yeah, don't spoil a twenty-year-old movie. I know. Like, I know that sounds super silly, but it's one of those movies that you, even though you hear us talking about things, and you're like, "Wow, that's crazy." I've heard enough because Corey and Chance talked about it, and that was entertaining enough. Which I understand. We're very entertaining people, but you really just need to go ahead and watch the film because it is crazy. Because here's the deal: John Travolta and Nick Cage overact, but they're acting as each other, and they're both, so they're doubly overacting, and they're both <laughs> insane in real life. No, exactly. Adele Dazim. How do you even get that from Adina Menzel? I don't know. Adele Dazim. It's almost like he thought that she was Adele. They're both crazy. No, no, but yeah, John Travolta and Nick Cage are nuts. And so it's it's amazing. You just see (laughs) in there. Well, basically the premise is they kind of just switch between like the premise lets them both do – sane person and crazy person because in the beginning of the movie when John Travolta's character is himself with his face he's you know he's the cop and then Nick Cage is the crazy criminal and then when so basically it's was it it is like partner or cousin or something in this super secret prison is that what it is yeah no yeah he his uh his brother wasn't Nick Cage's brother, brother was in the super secret prison. Right. So basically, like, okay, okay, John. <laughs> I'm not. I'm, I'm sure it's uh, it's Archer something in the uh, in the movie. Travolta's character's name is yeah, Sean Archer, and then Nick's ca- Nick Cage. Nicholas Cage's character's name is Caster Troy, mm-hmm. which is amazing. But so he's like, all right, 
Gotta go get Caster's brother. So we're just gonna surgically remove your face and then surgically remove his face and then put his face on you <laughs> and we'll keep your original face I on ice. I've seen the movie and I'm not following. <laughs> How? I'm just wondering. No, I, I'm just kidding. It's just oh, like, no, no, I, I'm following, but I, I'm joking. It's but a simple <laughs> Not really, but it's one of the it's it's, it's a simple enough pres- presence, but or premise, but it's so funny. Like, oh gosh, it's preposterous how funny yeah, it so, is. Yeah, so and then pretty much, like I said before, Caster wakes up, gets John Travolta's face, and now John Travolta is the one acting crazy, and Nick Cage mm-hmm. is the one who's even keel. So, and it, it's pretty much like um. Maybe not necessarily a wife spot, but it's definitely a trading places situation with mm-hmm. so you get like pretty wholesome interaction with John Travolta as Nick Cage parenting uh Caster's son and his wife. And then you get equally disturbing moments as Nick Cage playing John Travolta enters his his life and like his children and his wife. Like John Travolta looked straight up demented. What are you laughing at? No, I'm just laughing because this movie's so dumb. And I'm I know, and it's amazing. And I just really don't want them to ruin it. Like, I really... Oh, they like, ruin it. Okay, I feel like they're just going to ruin it because here's the deal. Like, the, obviously the old movie's still going to exist, but I know they're going to try to make it good. Nobody wash his face off right now in 2019 because it's good. They watch face off in 2019 because oh, they amazing. know because they know it's hilarious and amazing. They like it for the funniness of how ludicrous this premise is. I don't want them to make some weird self-serious um face-off movie with Eddie Redmayne and Taylor Lautner. You wow. know, that would be <laughs> That would be a really I, – I don't know why that's the first actor to come to mind, but I think that would – Just thinking of his body. I wouldn't even be that great. Everything like that. But, <laughs> yeah. But I don't know. I wouldn't like – I think, you know, this is me giving them way too much credit, but I think they understand why the original one is enjoyed so much. Mm-hmm. Okay, what if they – what if it's like – what if one of them's Channing Tatum and the other one's – I don't know, skinny Jonah Hill again. <laughs> or maybe not Jonah Hill, but Channing Tatum and say Matthew McConaughey or um or someone see. or who's, who who could go crazy that like comedically go crazy. Like Will Ferrell? I think well, I don't think that it would be or Paul Rudd and Channing Tatum or something. I don't think Paul Rudd is too well fit for the role. He could be, but like let me think. I'm thinking that maybe we could probably we could possibly get a um, let's see. I had it. Uh, maybe a James McAvoy. James McAvoy. Yeah. Because you know, like you know how he was in Split and right. all that stuff. I think that'd be kind of cool if he was like the mercenary character and he was the like kind of crazy okay. one. He, he was could cast be like, Troy. No, because he yeah, because he, he could be like legitimately crazy. And I think a good um foil for him could possibly be who's a good cop, a good cop man. Who's a who's a cop man? Like a good kind of cop, a good kind of cop character. Uh, um, Eddie Murphy's a cop. Ooh, yeah, but he's also a, a different race, so that might not work. Well, the thing <laughs> is, you could always do Eddie Murphy; it's fine. But oh, that would be funny, though. <laughs> Why does your skin tone change races <laughs> at your face? They'll just like um, rename no it. Reason? They'll re they'll rename it Skin Off. Oh, <laughs> oh that's no. Not. 
That could go no. dark really quickly. So. It can go. Well, the skin got dark real quickly oh, too. Okay, uh, so you know what? No, I can say it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, sure you can. <laughs> I'm just kidding, but I think like, you, there's a bunch of different ways you could go as far as comedically. Like, mm-hmm. there are no shortage of straight up like not pretending crazy people in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. Like. Jim Carrey's borderline insane. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, Jim Carrey would probably be a pretty good caster, Troy. Yeah, I don't know. Jim Carrey's a little bit older now, though. No, so. you're right. But, like, well, we I, here's the deal. Whenever people go, this person's too old for a role or this person's too young for a role, I'm like, let's just see what – I don't know what the script looks like. That's the, the way I see, see it. You know, who, you know what I mean? Okay, so – Nah, I mean – I know you mean. So based on his roles in the past, such as um, – Scott Pilgrim, do you think we could have a caster Troy as Chris Evans? Ooh, that would actually be pretty cool. Yeah, like Chris Evans, like Chris Evans can play a jerk. He can and really play a jerk really well. That's why I'm so excited for Knives Out. It's getting a ton of great reviews from T- yeah, TIFF I, I heard Film that. Festival or Toronto Film Festival, which is just so exciting. I'm very happy about what's coming out of that film because I love me a Ryan Johnson movie. Looper's great. Last Shot is great. Might be. Um, <laughs> Moving on. Like that. Um, <laughs> but yeah, for sure. Like, I'm really, like, Ryan Johnson's awesome. So I'm excited for that. But, anyways, because he looks so great. Chris Evans looks so amazing in that. Yeah, movie. like, he he's played jerks before. Mm-hmm. Like, he's going to soon, and he has in the past. Mm-hmm. And he's also played characters like Captain America, who mm-hmm. can't, like, I, I'm willing to bet that just in general, Chris Evans could probably do a pretty good Nick Cage impression of him going crazy. Like you remember mm-hmm. that scene? He could even be like the the, the good guy. Yeah, he could be the good guy too. I well, feel I, bad well, that I forgot the name. Um, it was Sean Archer. Oh, okay, okay. No, but like Lana, stop. But it's funny though because because whatever people we fan cast. Pretty much have to be both. They have to be crazy and they have to be stoic, good with kids, mm-hmm. cop man. So no, for sure. Which I is why Chris I, Evans could pull it off. Which is why I will stand by the fact that the casting that they had for the first one was actually brilliant. Yeah, because I think they knew exact. I think they kind of knew exactly what they were doing with right. how the movie, with the kind of movie they were making. Right, and because this would have been after John Travolta did Pulp Fiction. I believe, because well, Pulp Fiction was what ninety five, because mm-hmm. this movie came out in ninety seven. And so yeah, John Travolta's, de- well, John Travolta most of the time, I guess he's never been exclusively the bad guy boy mm-hmm. like he was when he was Danny and Greece and Vincent in Pulp Fiction. I don't think I've seen that many. Um, <laughs> upon further reflection, I don't think I've seen that many. Um, John Travolta movies. No, for sure. I've seen a couple of new ones. It was a weird one where it was a hunter in the woods, but mm-hmm. that's not important. I don't know. I guess there's like you could do Sharon Tatum, you could do Chris Evans, you could do um, who'd you say again? I can't remember. Like Chang Tatum, Chris Evans. Uh, you said Taylor Lautner, then you said someone after. Oh, Eddie Redmayne. Yeah, Eddie. No, I don't know. We'll roll the clip back and then we'll figure it out later. But I don't know. I think it could, if they have fun with it and don't make it serious, like 
I doubt they'll turn this into an Oceans movie. No, for sure. Like, I hope Clooney would be a good one. Clooney would be a pretty good one. But, um, like, it would be good, because I always like Clooney when he's doing something that's, like, not traditional to his, ah, I'm just handsome kind of thing. You know what I mean? Because he's actually a great actor. Hi, I'm Clooney. Look at my jawline. I'm like, look, I like, I make Gray look great. <laughs> look great. <laughs> so, you know. <laughs> Puns. I'm George Clooney. Your mom thinks about me, not your dad. <laughs> you know, it's true. <laughs> okay, guys, we have a Twitter poll going. What do you think, <laughs> what, do you, what do you think your mom thinks about? George Clooney or your dad? <laughs> Definitely George. <laughs> yeah. I'd probably think about George too. No, no, yeah, yeah. you know. <laughs> oh, every day when I when my eyes flutter closed and I hit the pillow, it's all George, baby. <laughs> <laughs> of course, of course. <laughs> but um, no, I guess. Do you have any more like trepidations about a face-off reboot? Uh, I just don't like. I just hope that they don't make it too self-serious. That's like my main. That's my main thing. I like you've convinced me a little bit that they kind of you know know what they're doing or know what they're saying. Well, let me know which like studio is making it. Paramount. Paramount. Okay. Yeah. Paramount. I put it well, in the show sorry. notes. Chance. Well, sorry, I can't read everything. Oh wow. Uh, hey. Um. By the way, um. About thirty something minutes ago, I asked, or forty something minutes ago, I asked you specifically. Hey, did you read the show notes? And you said yes. I looked at them. I you, can't remember every single you detail. You looked at them. Oof. Goodness. You want to just scroll down how many show notes I've made for this, <laughs> this show? You're right. You're right. Do we want to talk resume right now? That Corey? is very, very fair. Okay. <laughs> well. So how about uh, we just take a quick break is, and yep. cool off? No, this will be a good time to take a break. After the break, we will be talking about my It Chapter 2 thoughts. So let's go ahead and listen to some jams and have a good time. And we are back. Hey there, that was kind of obnoxious. This is Corey Osborne from the box office bros. Humble yourself up. And we are going to talk about It Chapter 2. I've seen it. I've literally seen it. But <laughs> um, <Ooh>. Chance. <laughs> I'm, hilar I'm, I'm hilarious. <laughs> and humble. Yeah, very, very humble. Um, but Chance has not seen it. So I he's going to ask me. We're going to have a little Q&A. We're going to have an It Q&A where, you know, Chance asks me about it. And I answer questions about it. It's only been 45 seconds and these pronouns are already making me furious. <laughs> no, I it's so funny because right I've been writing a review for Mavradio.fm um, for it. And it's been kind of weird. <laughs> Just like... Using the word it. Because it's a word Stop. you use a lot. I'm not even trying to do it right now. I'm yeah, you are. No, I'm not. You are so. No, like chance. <laughs> okay. Uh, I can't even do it. <laughs> that one was, that one was, I meant to do that one. Anyways, what are your, what are some things you want to ask right, me so about the movie? A big criticism of the first date movie Ooh. was... That they basically, the characters kept splitting up to get scared by Pennywise. Mm -hmm. do, do they do that again? Yes. <laughs> oh. Yes. It's one of my least favorite parts of the film, to be completely honest. Uh, like, this movie is, yeah. The movie is disappointing. Yeah, it is kind of the disappointing aspect of film, especially because I feel like the film definitely started out very, very 
well. And it definitely was, it was so on point at the beginning. It was scary. It tugged at your heart. It tugged at your heartstrings the Mm -hmm. first moment because of the horrific thing that happened. And we can probably even talk about, there's some controversy with what happened in the first scene of the movie. Um, Is it that weird part in the book? Um, no, they oh. do not have that weird part in the book. Okay. So, and I wanted to even mentioned it on the, on the radio show to be completely honest, because Stephen King was on something when he was writing that part of that book. So, um, yeah, probably. <laughs> no, but, um, what I was talking about was, or what I was saying is that it was an, an unfortunate, um, qualm is that they do separate the cast and I understand why they do it. Um, but I think that they could have. Uh, connected things a little bit more to each other mm-hmm. and maybe had more scenes when people when characters were meeting up with each other after they happened to split off and different things like that because you do have to restructure the narrative of the books in order to not have it be this person goes off by themselves and gets scared by Pennywise and then this person gets um goes off and gets scared by Pennywise right. and different stuff like that so that is something that I've been very that I was wary about the movie or in the movie, and unfortunately, it what that wasn't that was probably one of my least favorite parts of the movie. Bummer. All right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I know people really like the chemistry between the kid actors in the first one. How is the chemistry between the adult actors? Like I know Bill Hader's in it. We've got James McAvoy and a couple others that I can't. Mm-hmm. Jay Ransom. Jay Ransom. How how is the chemistry between characters? In for in an adult form. Okay, I'm glad that you asked me about this because I was just from what I just said, it may seem like I didn't like the movie. I actually really liked it, but here's my deal. That was what I loved about it: the oh. characters, oh, nice. the way they interacted with each other, and their arcs as friends, and how like it is really the movie is really about um, keeping on to your memories and clinging on to what matters okay. and the people you love. And, you know, dealing with um, like dealing with your because the thing is, though, it almost is a part of the theming where dealing with your stuff by yourself isn't the way you're supposed to do it. You're supposed to do it together. And um, I thought it was really like that was like one of the best things because there's um, there's a scene in the trailer where they're all sitting down having dinner together. And that is probably one of my favorite scenes because it's literally the kids grown up. Wow. They have the same exact chemistry. They huh. sound the same, look the same for the most part and everything like that. Um, and especially the kid who plays Eddie. I think Jay Ransom plays um, the older version of him. Um, oh, my goodness. It's nuts because um, it's the kid from Shazam, the one with the crutches kind of. Oh, him? it's the same. Yeah, it's the same kid. Um, Dylan, uh, Jack Dylan Grazier is his name. Right. Um, it, but the grown up version of him, both of them are just literally the same. It's huh. crazy. They look the same. They have the same memorize. They have the same mannerisms. They talk just as fast, and they're. It's just hilarious, and uh, they have the same exact deal with them. But one person, and I know if you've read reviews or watched YouTube videos, you probably had this through line. But Bill Hader is a revelation in this film. Oh, really? He's incredible. He's so funny. He's also his story and his arc is so heartfelt. Mm-hmm. And his character goes to different places than what you would think. And he really is special. And people need to really understand that Bill Hader is a force to be reckoned with because he can direct. He can act. Um, he's hilarious. And he can, <laughs> and he's an, an awesome writer as well. So 
people really need to pay more attention to the bill, the big old bill hater. So yes, I really love, to answer that question, yes, I really love the chemistry between the adults. Um, sometimes, um, um, sometimes the adult cast has, they have their issues. Like if I were to say I like one cast more than the other, I like the kid cast a little bit more. Mm -hmm. But a part of it is because the kid cast didn't have, um, besides the original It series, the kids cast didn't have anybody to really compare them to. Right. Um, I, so I like the kid casts more, partly because I just don't think um, James McAvoy really like seems like an older version of Will, and mm. like he just doesn't seem like it. And Jessica Chastain, to a certain extent, like she did well, but I think Beverly would be a little bit more of a scrappy kind of character, maybe more of an Amy Adams. I'm not just like pointing out like, oh, here's a ton of other redheads that could possibly play Beverly. Wow. But um, oh. I think James Mac McAvoy and and like. Which is weird because people would think that it would be the other way around, that more unknowns would be the ones that stuck out kind of more like a sore thumb. But um, James McAvoy and Jessica Chastain definitely were the ones that I liked the least out of them. They did a fine job like, and different things like that. I just think that I could see other actors or I could see people doing it better than them. So, yeah. Okay. Um, so in regards to Pennywise, I guess, and like the scaring, do they – do they retread like the same scares or do they act, do they innovate and make or expand upon it? Or is it just kind of a retread of two years ago? Um, it's not a retread of two years ago all that much. Um, there are part the scary. OK, the thing is, I personally think a lot of people are saying it. Chapter um, one is scarier than the first one. Um, like people are saying that it chapter one is the scarier one, mm. uh, but I personally think as a whole, It Chapter 2 is actually scarier. Oh. I think the scariest moment out of both movies happens in It Chapter 1, though, mm. and everything like that. So it's one of those deals where as far as scares per minute <laughs> and scares scares per stuff happening, um, I think oh, It yes. Chapter 2, I think, there's, yeah, <laughs> I think there's more scares happening uh, as uh, the duration of It Chapter 2 goes on. Um, but they dole them out a little bit slower in it chap and the first um, one. So, as a whole, sure, I think that the, but I don't really think that it necessarily was rehashed. There was like certain things, but right. it was a little different because Pennywise was a little bit less scary in this one per se. Yeah. As in, like he was freaky, but first of all, he was just super funny, and that's one thing about this movie too. It's hilarious. <laughs> it's a really funny movie okay. and Pennywise is just hysterical and he's more like out there in the open so he loses a little bit more of the mystique and different stuff like that um in this one so okay yeah. and in regards to the slow like what you said about slower does the length of this movie affect it negatively or positively I think it affects it negatively oh yeah like I know like like, trust me, I'm like a big character development guy. Mm -hmm. I love my, I love me some character development. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. But here's the deal. I could have used, if I wanted more, like, I think that this movie could be, could justify its two hour and 49 minute runtime. But I don't think it does justify the two mm -hmm. hour and 49 minute runtime because it's literally them branching off and doing the extended scare scenes is what's dragging it out. It's not if anything needs to drag out. I want them interacting as characters. I want these different things happening, which that wasn't what drug it out. Those were the moments that I truly loved in this film. Mm -hmm. And so 
I think that it should have been if they cut some of that stuff and added more of the character development. Because I think the character development was still serviceable and still quite good. I just wish that they did more of it and all that stuff because that's the scaring and them going off by themselves is what caused it to kind of drag down. So, yeah. I guess and another question is, I guess, a, th- a theory I've heard being kicked around is that that in another two years or three, I guess, if they decide to do it, is that because what is it? Pennywise comes back every 27 years. Is that what it is? <laughs> so do you think because does it chapter two take place in 2019 or in the early 2000s or whatever based on the original movie? Um, every 27 years. Yeah, like, does it take place in 2019? Yeah, it takes place like in modern days. So it would be like 2017 at that point, I think, okay. as far as like the years have gone by. So technically it goes by a little bit. It's still in modern day now. Okay. But I know, yeah. I guess my question is, do you think we'll get a It Chapter 3? No. Based on... No, you don't think we're going to nope. get one based if on... If anything, it'll be an It prequel. 20... No, if anything, it'll if anything, yeah, if anything, it'll be a it'll be an it prequel. That's the because so uh, do, it doesn't it doesn't make sense. Well, the thing is, apparent like the entity of it um, arrived millennia ago. I'm pretty sure, okay. according to the movie and all that stuff. Because like I don't want to get into too many. I don't want to get into spoilers or anything like that. But they kind of wrapped it up with a bow, and I think it would be very very bad for the characters <laughs> if they were just going to say, oh, you know, all that stuff you sacrificed. All the things that happened. Okay. It doesn't matter. So like you know even what if I mean? it was a new group of uh, kids or something? Well, yeah. Even if it was a new group of kids because I know for a fact that like uh, Mike, uh, who is the who's the character who stayed in Derry and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. I know for a char- uh, fact that Mike would definitely show up again and be like, we need to help these kids and so all that an stuff old like man, that. Mike. Yeah, an old Mike would definitely do that. But the thing is, is it's one of those deals where I still think it would be – because they did so much. They did so much just so – because the thing is they didn't do it for their lives necessarily. They did it for like the lives of the people around them, right. you know, because they don't want to be terrorized by it anymore. Okay. So, so yeah. I guess my my next thought is, is they're going to be – so you said prequel. So do you think we would give like a 1950s like Stand By Me version of it? Ooh, that would be good. With like kids just like, you know, riding their bike. Well, I guess maybe more so riding their bikes around and – Cars with fins and stuff like that. And then yeah, maybe it'd be a little bit more like the clone. original one. Yeah, <laughs> well, yeah, but because they even went up into the '80s, so that they right, yeah. So, mm-hmm. and I guess my other question would be: I guess, do you think that Pennywise will stay a clown, or like if they do some nineteen? Oh, I don't know, like. Say like seventeen hundreds or something around Salem uh-huh. or something like Pennywise is a scary town crier or something like that. No, for sure. And I think that like it's one of those deals where Pennywise is very synonymous with the clown stuff. So I think if they were to do like an it chapter, I don't know, negative two. <laughs> Steampunk uh, Pennywise. Yeah, if they were to do that, I feel like they'd still uh, stick with the moniker of the clown because it's just so synonymous right. with him. So I think that would probably be probably be what would go on for an it prequel or something like that yeah, instead of the balloon he's just playing with a, the, the little hoop and stick that <laughs> push around before television oh, yeah of course yeah no i guess that answers all my questions about it do you have any other uh, blanket statements or uh proclamations about it chapter two i do 
Oh. Real quick. I really, um, like, just want to say that I, like, I just... Like I just was like check out this film. I think it's I really recommend it. I think it's a really good film, even for people who don't like scary movies all that much, because I think the characters are really great and it hit me in the feels a lot. Like it hit me in the feels actually. Wow. Like way more than I thought it would. Huh. And so I thought that was very special. And I really, really liked the film. And yeah, I just I thought it was a good time. So I definitely recommend it. I would love I would give it a solid seven out of ten. We have a guest. We have a guest. We have Junior Reeve Johnson in the house. Hello. Ah, What's up? Yeah, Reeve, no, Reeve's here. <laughs> Reeve's here. And uh, we are, you know, chit-chatting about movies. Um, for our next segment here, um, let's get right into it. So, Apple's. Hey, hold on, hold on. What's up? How about we get a rundown on our boy Reeve first? Oh, you know, we should get Because this is about student life and student life and movies. Let's Let's get Reeve in that there. Yeah, so I guess uh, this will be like a share a fun fact about yourself like you did a couple weeks ago on the first day of the yeah, semester. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So I guess uh, what major year, all that good fun yeah. facts about yourself. Oh, for okay, sure. Okay, yeah. Because everyone um, loves it when the professor does that. Uh -huh. <laughs> exactly, yeah. It's the best thing ever. Uh, my name is Reeve. Um, I'm a junior this year studying jazz performance. Oh, nice. I'm over at the School of Music. And uh, actually, I have a really big interest in conflict movies. So I'm really excited to be here. No, for um, sure. Corey and I go way back. Like. Uh -huh. To high school, like, no, like for five sure. years Whoa. ago. No, yeah, exactly. So if you didn't know that. But yeah, I'm super excited to be here. I've been trying to get on for a while. So. <laughs> wow. Corey. Corey was making it super hard for me. So uh, yeah, I, I, I was. I was Death Osborne uh, over here. Oh, you know wow. me. Yeah. yeah. But all right. So right across the street then for your classes. It was then. super easy to walk over. <laughs> straight from my class. It was great. No, for sure. I wish my classes were straight across from here. No, like it. I'm going to have to walk from Asher. Well, I guess I don't have Ash a class. isn't too bad. Oh, Ash isn't too bad. I don't have a class in Mammal this semester, so it's okay. Those lights are kind of crazy now. They're kind of jarring in Ash right now. Like, they did a great job. Thank you for workers in Ash who did that stuff. But the lights just look different because they have, like, these new kind of, like, they, they're just new and they're bright. And, so like, like, Ash, like, looks <clears throat> different almost this semester. It's kind of so weird. So, like, oh, really? LEDs instead of those fluorescent tubes. No, yeah. Yeah, it's like sure. a rave. Like <laughs> no, you, no, exactly. <laughs> It's like party at Ash when every single day. <laughs> oh, well, we're happy you're here, Reeve. Now, Corey, what were you saying? Yeah, what was I saying? Yeah, I love how Apple I was TV. even like, yeah, we should totally do a rundown, but then I, I forgot. Um, anyway, fool. <laughs> okay, but Apple TV is coming swinging out of the gate, releasing phones with a billion cameras on them, <laughs> having a grand old time. But they also talked about. Um, they also talked about. Um, they're serious with Apple TV Plus. First of all, it's premiering with five dollars per month, which is a very competitive price. Okay, five dollars. Is it available to non-Apple products? Um, I think it might. I'm not sure. Interesting. Honestly, if they want to make the most money, they should do that. <laughs> but um, to say, is there an Apple TV uh, app for the Google Play Store? I actually think you might be able to get an Apple TV remote app for your Samsung device. If correct, oh. like I might have to look into that. I thought that was something you can actually do. But with that being said. Apple TV Plus is has their new series. Personally, the series that I'm most excited for, it's called C. It's Jason Momoa, and here's the synopsis. Jason Momoa is in it, and here's the um, synopsis. Um, in the far future, a virus has decimated humankind. Those who survived emerge blind. Jason Momoa stars as Baba Voss, the <laughs> father of twins born century later with the mythical with the mythic ability to see, who must protect um, his tribe 
against a powerful yet desperate queen who believes it's witchcraft and wants them destroyed. Alfre Woodard, which is she's awesome, um, in um, Luke Cage, um, also stars as Paris, Baba Voss's spiritual leader. And yeah, so interesting. Like this, I watched this trailer this morning, and oh my goodness, it seems so good. It's a great concept. I'm very excited. Jason Momoa is awesome in everything that he's in, even the crap fest that was Justice League um, and everything <laughs> wow. like that. And the crap fest that was Aquaman, but Aquaman was a crap fest in a completely different, beautiful way. Leave Aquaman alone. <laughs> Aquaman was wonderful <laughs> in a fun, stupid way. But anyways, um, what do you guys, or let's let's get it to read. What do yeah. you think? What do you think about this concept? What do you think about? I don't know. It seems super interesting because uh, I only heard about I only heard about it this morning. Mm-hmm. I, oh, think for sure. I think it's when the trailer dropped or whatever. Oh, yeah. And uh, I'm, I'm interested because the only thing I had seen from Apple TV so far was a that there was an Apple TV product coming out, uh-huh. and then b they had that trailer for like the it's called the Morning Show. And no, it has, yeah, like, the Jennifer Morning Show. And I was like, like, oh, that's not really my vibe. Like, I don't really know what this is, but. I think it's I think it's interesting because I don't think we've had really a streaming service come out right off the bat with a really like high concept fantasy sci fi uh-huh. whatever. Um, it's like, like a game a big of, budget like it's, it's like, like a Game, game of Thrones, Thrones yeah. level thing just immediately and I think that's yeah. and I think that's awesome and terribly ambitious of them. Oh yeah, it is, but it's Apple, so they can do that. You oh, know? for sure, like, exactly. They have they have boatloads of money to do this. Yeah, so I I think it's great, and I'm mm-hmm. da- I love Jason Momoa. I'm down for anything he's in. Um, as I, I share Corey's opinion, I'm not really liking <laughs> Justice League or Aquaman, but I think he's probably one of the better parts of those movies. So I'm I'm somewhat excited about this. I guess I don't know. No, for what sure. Do so do we? Do we know how many episodes it's going to get in its first season? Um, I can check that real quick on IMDb. Um, but um, it's one of those things where I um. Or if it's just going to be six, but they're all like a full hour in length or something. Like, like I'm that. sure they're going to be lengthy episodes because it looks like one of those standard cable one hour block or two hour or one hour, one hour, 30 minute block um, kind of television show. And mm-hmm. gosh, it just looks so I good. bet it'll be 13 for eight seasons. <laughs> no, let's see Nine. here. Premieres well, on whatever November Game of 1st. Did. And all November 1st. We only get six in last It's season. 10 episodes. 10 episodes so 10 per season. 10 episodes per season. Okay, so mm-hmm. it's actually going to be more more after that, not a miniseries. Okay. No, for sure. Um, so I guess my first thought would be it's nice to see a dystopian future that isn't based on a young adult uh, novel. No, for sure. Teenager, like we've gotten. There's nobody in shiny costumes sticking it to the man. Like there's, <laughs> no, there's no Hunger Games. There's no Maze Runner. There's no uh, Divergence. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. So, I don't know, it's exciting to see, I don't know, just more an adult or, I don't know, more serious-oriented uh, dystopian future, mm-hmm. I guess, TV show, not movie. I think The hun- the 100 on uh, CW kind of does this. But uh, <laughs> I've only seen, like, a couple episodes of that. Mm-hmm. Um, I wasn't super hooked, but that was a couple of years ago, so maybe I would be now. But No, The 100 isn't that good. <laughs> <laughs> getting getting mom- And it's ran for six seasons. Who would have thought? Um, well, they're definitely not playing it to me. So the little show that could no, there's definitely like there's an audience for that. Oh yeah. Like for instance, there's this uh, there's this young lady that I work with who just loves everything CW. She'll talk mm-hmm. about she just loves Vampire Diaries. She actually like watches like the Arrow and the Flash and doesn't hate watch it like I do. For some weird reason, I just can't stop <laughs> watching. Watch I can't stop <laughs> watching the Flash. 
I don't know why. But like in a bad I, way? Like I you're hate just it. like, you're no, just I like it's it. so bad. But I'm it's like, like a train wreck, right? No, like pretty much. It's just, it's just, it's awful. And I'm just like, why? Okay, first of all, my big thing with these CW series is that they'll be like, okay, I'm lying. Or like, oh, I have a secret and I'm not going to tell anybody. Oh, even though I know it's going to blow up in my face in the future, every single time they do it, and they yeah. always keep it going. I'm just like, why? Why are they doing this to us? It's not right. This is the same exact story over and over again. Calm down, Corey. Come hey, on. Hey, like, I'm allowed to hate things. I or like, dis- heavily dislike things. <laughs> okay, so I can accept. I can uh, expect to not get criticism when I say I don't like things in the future. No, for sure. Okay, cool. Um, by the way, how, how old is this girl who likes CW stuff? Uh, she's our age, or she's no, no, she's my age. She's like 23. Okay, because you called her young lady. Well, she's, well, you know. Corey's turning into an old ah, man. she's proof, a young lady. Actually, like, I think she's <laughs> She likes Stephen Amell and the oh. Arrow and Grant Gustin and his Flash costume. Back, back in my day. <laughs> back in my day, we had Smallville. Oh my which God. was equally as bad, but through the lens of watching oh, it before, oh, it was oh, great. You don't come after Smallville. Smallville's not good. It's good in its way. Like, obviously, through the eyes of nostalgia, sure, it's pretty good. I only, but especially for the time that it was. Made. I never watched yeah. Smallville, but my sister loved it, and I will come up to bat for Smallville just well, because she of that. Probably, so she's just a real big Tom Welling fan. I, I guess. I can see that. I, I, Handsome maybe, man. Maybe she really liked the small part that Christopher Reeves played in it. I don't know. But um, <laughs> what was I saying? Oh, yeah, before I was saying in a comparison to the 100 and then mm-hmm. got on that little tangent. But no, I was saying I think it's cool that we are having – a really high budget TV show on this concept. Mm-hmm. It it's a very interesting concept of the no one can see. So I don't know. I think I'd be interesting to see how like society has changed in regards to this. Mm-hmm. And so you said it's like an evil queen who's after the, the kids you can see mm-hmm. because she thinks that it's like witchcraft and all those things, mm-hmm. and it's something of which they think that they could create a future. With these children who can see through like right. you know them eventually like descendants. Um, descendants and all that stuff and you know be able to do the thing and i just i don't know i just think it's a fascinating concept um there has been buzz coming from the people who have seen the first few episodes or first episode i'm not sure and they say it's amazing they say it's unlike they've had they've seen they just haven't seen anything like it on television and that's high praise when we have something as big as or we've had something as big as game of thrones on tv um, and so it's one of those deals where I'm just really, really, really stoked. Is with. it an original concept? Like it's not based on a book or a movie I or anything? I don't think it is, but I can Because like, that's really interesting if it isn't. Because no, I think sure. definitely, because I don't think any of these Apple TV shows are like a comic book adaptation or anything like that. Like they're like an original, like their original concept for a show mm-hmm. made by someone, which I think is actually pretty rare right now. <laughs> yeah. Like I don't think it is because usually on IMDb, um, they'll have the writer of the original material if it says a book or something like that or like a short novel or short story. It'll say credited short story, credited novel, different things like that. Gotcha. Um, so I don't see that on IMDb. So I don't think it's based off of anything like that. So I think that's awesome. Does that mean that I guess so if they write it competently, uh, if, if it's an original thought, that means there's no – I mean, I guess it means there's great potential to not completely botch the ending, like most other dramas tend to do. Game of Thrones botched the ending. Uh, Sopranos botched its ending. Dexter botched its ending. Um, let's see, who else botched their ending? I don't think the Wire. The Wire did it right. Breaking Bad did it right. 
Yeah, Walking Dead's definitely going to botch its ending. Watch Walking Dead has like that's one show I, do, I I actually don't. I I was so broken that I couldn't even hate watch it anymore. Wow, <laughs> it's just that you're, bad. that you're that far gone then, no, right? No, like, it's like <laughs> no, for sure. It's just like it's just bad. It's just not good right now. That's it's just a shame. But JSS just survived somehow. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much, but. No, yeah. I, I thought the show's actually a lot better in its last season and a half. Last season and a half? like ugh. Well, after they deal with uh, stuff, I won't spoil it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It actually turns pretty good without certain characters bogging it down. Um, it's just so many characters that I loved, they just killed off, and I don't even like like it anymore. Um, or I didn't like it. Like, yeah, I even tried to watch it after those characters died. I was like, I'll give it a chance, but I'm like... Just not a fan of the uh, rotating casts, are you? Well, I'm not a fan of the new cast they have in there because I wasn't even like I like Andrew Lincoln, but I wasn't even that big of a fan of his. They killed other people around him that I was like, oh, I don't know. So, so you're, you're more of a fan of let's see who plays. It's like Denai Guerrero who mm-hmm. plays Michonne. Well, yeah, I like Michonne. Um, yeah, I used to remember. Let's see, Chandler Riggs plays Carl. Uh-huh. Um, Emily Kinney. Played Beth. Uh-huh. Norman Reedus is Daryl. Yeah. Uh-huh. Norman Reedus was good, but it's just like, it's one of those things where, like like I said, we didn't want, like you said, you didn't want to get into too many spoilers right, right. or anything like that, but it's just like the cast they have now, I just, I just don't care for it. All right. Well, do you guys have any more thoughts on the Apple Plus, t- like the show or any other shows that are going to be on Apple Plus? Well, um, personally, like, I think the morning show would be more like, like the only thing that's getting me a little bit interested in, in it is I'm trying to like let me see here, like correct. I don't want to make myself like um, a complete Nimrod, but pretty sure I think I sure? actually was gonna put me at my no for some weird reason I thought that um, for some weird reason I thought that Aaron Sorkin was gonna get somehow involved in the morning show. I thought but, that was rumored. For like a while. that, it was like rumored. Was, like it, it must was, have been yeah, part of that. It must have been rumored. I read that but too. I don't see. But I don't see his writing credit anywhere on it. So I would say that I would be excited for the morning show because of Aaron Sorkin writing a part of it because he's incredible. But right. he's not anywhere near on the IMDb. So I'm like, eh. Yeah, I don't I'm, know if I'm too. I, I'm not too. Nah. I think the only reason I, I'm a little, I'll, I'll probably give it a go is Steve Grell. I think he's great and everything. And, oh no, for uh, sure. I don't think he has like a major role in it, but no, I, yeah. I'd really like to see him. He's like playing. He's playing a version of that. What's that one guy? Why can't Why can't I think of his name? Oh, that one guy. I love him. No, the one guy in the morning <laughs> show who actually had those um, allegations set against. Uh, Matt Lauer. Yeah, no, Matt Lauer. That's right. He was um Matt. He's basically an analog off of Matt Lauer. So it's a, is it a show within a show format? Well, yeah. Okay. But then it's pretty much the same exact scenario happening, but they don't call him Matt Lauer. They don't call him any much, of yeah. those characters or anything like that. So it's basically the same situation, and Steve Carell plays the Matt Lauer character. Okay. And I think that that's actually really good casting because Steve Carell is really good at not being a not so great, is good at acting as a not so great guy. So right. <laughs> I'm really excited for his Space Force movie or Space Force television show that he's doing for Netflix because the same crew at The Office is doing an Office type show, except it's The Office that like has to deal with the logistics of creating a space force. Oh. I think that sounds hilarious. Like has it been like copyrighted or patented or trademarked or whatever you have to do to create an armed service? Like is yeah has that been filed for the, the United States Space Force? All I know is that we might hear eventually somebody being like, I don't like this show. 
I don't think it's indicative <laughs> of the kind of space force that we want. Or we oh my need. goodness! <laughs> well, it's funny because Halo like made the perfect uh, space force or space like military name, like UNSC, United Nations Space Command. How oh, awesome does that sound? Honestly, they should probably just put that as the sp- name for the space force. Right? Shouldn't a space? They should force just take it and then like, Bungie, and then like Bungie has to sue the American government. <laughs> <laughs> I have to sue like every government if it's the United Nations Space Force. You're right. You're right. But still, or they're like a. All of them have to wear like Microsoft and Bungie branded uh, merch when they're in space mm-hmm. fighting whoever. Mm-hmm. But um, no, I'm sorry to get us off topic. But didn't we, like in the very first or second episode of this podcast that we did, didn't we talk about how Steven Spielberg was making something for this? Yeah, um, Steven Spielberg is create is doing this. There's a short. There are these um, stories. Um, my dad was actually talking to me about. The specific thing that he's doing for it because it was it used to be a series before and he's reviving it what he is um let me let me get into it real quick here da, 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 da. well i guess while you're doing that um, amazing yeah. stories amazing stories it's um reimagining uh reimagining um the anthology from visionary steven spielberg's um, amazing stories executive produced by Spielberg will transport the audience to worlds of wonder through the lens of today's most imaginative filmmakers, directors, and writers. So it's an anthology. So like for um, Steven Spielberg movies. Yeah, well, it's not just Steven Spielberg movies, but or um, like short stories. It's on... short stories that he's like, he's like the producer of all of these and he might even do one himself, but it's basically all these things put packed in together that he compiles okay. and he oversees. So and all kind, that of kind of like, stuff. um, I don't know. It's kind Are of like a black. No. Okay. <laughs> like, if you, did you guys see that thing on Netflix a couple months ago called like Love, Death, and Robots? Yeah. Like that's it's kind of, it's an anthology series uh-huh. that they definitely like a bunch of those could act as pilots for actual shows themselves. But um, it makes me think that like so they're they're just gonna be anthology stories on movies that have already happened. Uh no. Oh no. No, it'll be it'll be or brand new stuff. It'll be brand new stuff. Okay, because like. I don't know, I think it'd be cool if, like, there's a bunch of uh, <clears throat> old Spielberg ideas that never happened for, like, sequels or prequels to some of those Ooh, old that movies. that would be hot cool. <clears throat> because, like, but it would be a rights nightmare. It would be, uh, but I'm sure Apple had the money for it. Or You're right. They just had to sign a partnership, right. like, hey, we'll make this thing for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we'll put your name on it next mm-hmm. time. Like, so there's, there's this rumor, maybe it's just true, but, like, a sequel to the original Jaws... That was not Jaws 2, was kind of the sinking of the USS Indianapolis in World War II. Like the story that Clint tells on the boat when they're, you know, singing and drinking. Mm-hmm. And like, I thought that sounded awesome if Steven Spielberg would make it. But yeah, that sounds, I don't know, that sounds like, a, I don't know, sounds like it'll be fun. Like, I'm probably going to get Disney Plus before I get Apple, Apple Plus. But Yeah, same. But probably yeah. just gonna mooch Apple Plus off my dad because he's a huge Apple guy. Well, <laughs> that's go. probably that, that too. That that's too. probably <laughs> that works. So can I ride your dad's coattails like you? Oh or? sure. Okay. Sweet. Sir, sir, Mr. Osborne's a nice guy. He is a nice guy. <laughs> he lets me record podcasts in his house. <laughs> no, but Reeve. But Reeve. Um, what are um so do you like do you like Spielberg? And do you think that he can make so he can make some with his guidance. Do you think that the show is going to be a successful one or a good one? Oh, totally! Uh-huh. I really like Spielberg stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I, I think you'd be hard pressed to find another uh, like like movie maker slash director 
who just like defines that like blockbuster, like who just defines mm-hmm. that like classic Indiana Jones type uh, adventure blockbuster kind of thing. And he's like still making them. Um, and I'm behind whatever he wants to do. No, for um, sure. Just because he's such like a classic filmmaker. And mm-hmm. uh, I mean, not not every not every like single thing he does is good. No, for sure. Every person, but <laughs> like most, I would say most of the stuff that he does is good. And most of it, I really like. No, nah, yeah, like Ready Player One. Eh. But um, wow. there's like the, the thing is, is that I think that it's good, especially because he's even entering in other filmmakers into this process. Right. I think it would be good seeing him work with people and people maybe give him some of the modern sensibilities that he could probably benefit from. Yeah. Because here's the deal, like with a lot of these movies, when Steven Spielberg is actually working with them, and not having them in the modern green screening. and Because like one criticism that I've had of uh, recent um, Steven Spielberg uh, films and everything like that is kind of like just the fact that um, I think he's more used to the whole practical effects and everything like that, which Agreed. is great, which is awesome. But I think when he put, infuses the CGI. He doesn't quite stuff, know how to use he does it, it, it yeah. does, it It's just, It's a lot. That's Which my is funny, point. considering Jurassic Park is twenty five over twenty five years old. No, for sure, but like it's, I think he knows how to use it sparingly at its at its best. But when it's something as big and as vast as Ready Player One, and it's just all encompassing, um, it's one of those things where it's just kind of crazy. <laughs> Corey, uh, the things that you were excited about in regards to Disney plus Marvel shows, uh, oh, yeah, Collider was up to some, uh, yeah, some fun fan theory crafting. No, some fun fan theory crafting uh, and right, um, right. theory casting. And Reeve said that he loves him some Marvel. So I do love me some Marvel. So we're going to be talking about it on the no show. for sure. So they're doing a Moon Knight series. They are I'm super excited for that. It's going to be a good time. Um, but Collider made a list. The publication Collider. Let's see who sure. wrote. Um, I'll need to check and see who wrote this list. Um, give him credit. Nick Ross. So check out Nick Ross's content on Collider.com. Um, and so he wrote his fan casting for the character of Moon Knight. And gotcha. for those of you who are not familiar with Moon Knight, he's a character who is kind of who's kind of nutso. He has a lot. Of, he has multiple uh, personalities, and he also is a crime fighter. And everything like that, and he believe and he believes that he is uh, like pretty much possessed by an Egyptian god, or yeah. and everything like or Egyptian spirit and or the moon spirit and all that stuff, or either that or he's crazy. Nobody really knows. It's it's never really completely put on. So let's go right out of the gate with his first casting. Shia LaBeouf, and I think it's already perfect. I'm 100%. We don't have to look at any of the other lists. I'm 100% down with that. <laughs> if there's any actor in Hollywood that can play a super crazy, like, guy who believes he's an Egyptian god, it's Shia LaBeouf. Like, no, no question. For sure. Can you just picture Shia LaBeouf being like, no, 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 no. Absolutely. And doing that. <laughs> doing that Michael Bay, no, 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 no blast away oh. and all that stuff which is so funny if you've seen the trailer for honey boy because he literally they literally parody that yep but in the movie he's directing about himself but good or he's right he wrote about himself but dang gosh it's wonderful i think that he could play unhinged so well Agreed. i think he could also bulk up and look like a superhero and all of those things like that so i think that he 
do a lot of cool things. And the only thing is, is Moon Knight's very violent, so I'm kind of surprised it's on Disney Plus opposed to Hulu. So sure it's one of the stickest parental parental warning sticker on it. Yeah, I get, I, I guess so. But you know, it's one of those things where I think that's a very, I think that's a brilliant stroke of comic book casting. So. Yeah. What are you? What are your thoughts on Shia? Uh, I like Shia a lot. I'm not sure. I don't know. It's just. It's literally my personal opinion. Like, I feel like it would be distracting for me personally, just because of all the stuff I've seen Shia LaBeouf in mm-hmm. before. Like, it's it's kind of like with you know him and obviously in Transformers, him and Indiana Jones four. <laughs> he was the mutt. Oh my mutt, gosh! Yep. I forgot about mutt that. Jones. Um, even him in holes. Well, he was really good in holes, but like it's it's kind of the same situation you run into with Adam Sandler. Mm-hmm. Like there's a uh, an Adam Sandler movie with him and Don and Don Cheadle called Rain Over Me. Uh, about it's actually kind of topical. It's about a, a man whose family was killed in 9/11, mm-hmm. and um, like he's having a very difficult time with it. And he just kind of snaps. Like he used to be a doctor, and he just mm-hmm. really, like lost his mind because of his family mm-hmm. uh, being killed by the, a terrorist attacks. And like, he's played by Adam Sandler and it's a very serious role, mm-hmm. but I just kind of escape what I've seen Adam Sandler in otherwise. Right, you keep yeah. seeing Happy Gilmore and right. all that. Yeah, no, for sure. Like, the water boy and all that stuff. So I'm sure you do a great job. It just, personally for me, it'd be super distracting. Yeah, I get, like I definitely get how that can be a little bit jarring for a person. Um, when they're seeing it like I still like I think they get into more people who could possibly play it a little bit better throughout the list as far as that that regards like personally I love Shia for the role I think it's I think would be brilliant if they got Shia in but there are definitely better people when it comes to like exposure and how Mm -hmm. the people will you know accept them in that role but so so first of all I just want to say before we go to the next one Stanley, so you're just saying you're too big of a fan of Stanley Yelnats? I'm too big of a fan of Stanley Yelnats. Yeah, that you're just too big. You're just too big of a fan of, you know, know dig it up, up, dig it up, ho ho, no. dig it, oh dig it. I got no respect because I'm the new man. <laughs> got my nope. pockets, shoes full of sand. Check out the tag, the names, caveman. Yeah, dig it up, oh oh, dig it. I can't. You bro, I've, got to you go. You pulled that song out of like holes. the weirdest corner of my brain. Like, <laughs> I know for sure. That, that was like, oh my gosh, I forgot there was like a song written for holes. I hope I just cursed by Madame Zeroni. <laughs> Honestly, I feel like I've already been cursed from Madame Zeroni ever, ever since I'm <laughs> yeah, watching. I hope, is, uh, <laughs> I hope Corey later today. Corey's gonna be running down the highway with his lucky sneakers. <laughs> <laughs> like I hope Earth the curse and rises from the grave and curses you. Oh goodness. <laughs> but how about, okay. we, how about we just move on to well, the next list? Okay, Claire. the next on the list is Rami Malek. Oh, okay. I like oh, him. I like him. Oh, oh, yeah, he's great. Okay, okay. Of Bohemian Rhapsody fame and also Mr. Robot fame, which is personally what I've my favorite thing that he's in. Wasn't he one of the James Bond movies? He's Bond going movie? to be in the newest he's James the Bond movie. He's in the new one. And he's also um, excellent in Night at the Museum. <laughs> <laughs> oh, was he the pharaoh? Yes. Yeah, oh pharaoh? Yes, he is. Yeah. It's is that even in the first one, or is that in like it's a in all sequence? three? I think. I, I, I'm pretty. <laughs> yeah, he's amazing, and I he's think that he's raw in the uh, yeah. night, night at the museum. No, for sure. He's a great actor. Can he play unhinged though? Like, can oh, he play like crazy? Have you like, watched? Um, have you watched Mr. Robot at all? I have not. No. Mr. Robot is um a very great series. It's about a hacker 
who is basically um, kind of like sticking it to like, you know, the, the man. Yeah, like sure. corporations and all these things and, the, you know, the people robbing us, you know, the works. And yeah. he it unfolds a certain way with his character. But you realize that his character is lying to you half the time because oh. he views life the way that he sees it through his eyes. Sure. And there's literally a full arc. You don't even realize it because you're just watching it and you're absorbed into the show. But there's literally a full arc of the show that's not even real. It's just something that he told us. Right, because he's yeah. like an unreliable narrator, sure. all these things like that. And he's a very in, unhinged and unpredictable character um, in Mr. Robot as well. So I think it's a, so I think he could definitely play unhinged. Um, check out Mr. Robot, Reeve. It's really good. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, I think that Rami Malek, great serviceable choice. Any more thoughts on Rami? Or any uh, thoughts on Rami? That would be my number one choice based on this list so far. No, for sure. He's great. Yeah, like, uh, he's probably the best part of Bohemian Rhapsody. I don't know for sure. Bohemian Rhapsody kind of stunk. But, like, as a movie. Like, it was a good greatest hits. I think it's, I think it's just fine. Like, it was a good fine. greatest hits movie. But right. the movie around all the concerts that they had? Yeah. yeah not okay. So this yeah, is where I the opera it. music comes in. No, for sure. This is the operatic the operatic section. <laughs> <laughs> but okay. So So who's next, Corey? The next is Taryn Edgerton of Kingsman of Kingsman. I think that's interesting too. I don't love it, to be honest. No. I don't think that like I think he's fine. He's a good actor. I uh, I heard he's great as Elton John. I haven't seen I haven't seen Rocket Man. But um, um, it seems like a very neutral choice. No, exactly. Like it would be a choice that he if he if they casted him, I'd be like, okay, that's safe, I guess. You know what I mean? It's I'd be like, a yeah, boring, boring choice. It's He's a very, little too uh, clean cut, I think, for Moon Knight. No, know? for sure. I think because I see him a little bit more like crazy, a little bit more erratic and all those things. And I definitely see that more in Shia and more in um, Rami than him. So, yes, agreed. I definitely think that Tara is not one of my favorite. He's kind of like a proper bridge guy. Yeah. yeah, I agree. No, for sure. What do you... um? What about you? Your chance? Do you have uh, any other thoughts just, on it? Uh, it seems like a really, I don't know, it seems kind of bland for a pick, if I'm being honest. But I don't know, it's, I'm sure he'd do fine. I don't know, just, I'm not sure if he can give the edge to the character that it needs. Mm -hmm. I feel you. But, okay, but who is next? The next is the one. Keanu Reeves, the breath, oh, the, the breathtaking, yeah, no. the one who's breathtaking. I'm really and, actually. <laughs> uh, Keanu Reeves is even um, he's even supposed to be in a Marvel movie. He's been heavily rumored to be in some Marvel property because he's been meeting with Kevin Feige. They've been trying to find a place where he could fit in. And I think, OK, here's the deal. I know a, week, a few weeks ago, I probably did say I would say that I would like Keanu Reeves as Moon Knight, but I think I might be changing my mind on this. It's not, and I, it might not be the popular thing to say. I think they should just find somebody else to do Moon Knight if they're, wow. if they're looking for Keanu Reeves. Um, and here's the reason why. And, and I would actually be very happy if they picked Keanu Reeves because I love him. He's awesome. He's a guy. He's incredible. But my big thing about Keanu is that I think that he can just, I don't know, like I, he could get the action chops done. He could do all the stunts. But when it comes down to it, I think that he would just fall into the like, I think he's best when he does roles like John Wick, where he's kind of just like, oh, yeah, I'm doing this and I'm John Wick and I'm strong yeah. and this is good. And like, he's not the best actor. <laughs> and I don't know if Whoa. he could act. I don't think Keanu Reeves can act well enough to 
pull off having multiple personalities and all of these different things like that. He could surprise me and all those things like that. But I genuinely think that Keanu Reeves is an excellent performer. But is he a great actor? Not so much. Because I think he's extremely entertainment to see, entertaining to see on screen. But I don't know if he has the best acting job. I don't yeah, know. I, if, I don't know if Keanu is going to be getting any Oscars anytime soon. That's what I'm saying. I, I agree. I think he is an amazing action star, but I don't know if you could put him into a role that's very complex and very mm-hmm. nuanced and say that like, oh, that's like a great choice for mm-hmm. his acting, for his specific acting style. For what his specific acting style is, it's great. Mm-hmm. And it works in the movies that he's in. But uh, yeah, I kind of agree with you on that. I don't know. I guess I'll play the devil's advocate for Keanu here. Yes. Um, Please do. So, yeah. <laughs> we need somebody who disagrees. <laughs> right. <laughs> I think Keanu could do it. Well, mostly because, well, like you said, that this, well, it might be a weakness of the series being on Disney Plus, but the fact that Moon Knight is such a gory character and you've seen what he's done with John Wick is definitely a bonus. And it's not like Keanu is, like, he's definitely one note, don't get me wrong, but at the same time, he's directed that way and those are the roles he's pretty much typecast for. So we honestly, like, we genuinely haven't seen him like have to do it that way. Like, like he's done, he's done like we Bill and Ted's coming out. So like, would you be, would you change your mind if you like, he's genuinely funny in Bill and Ted? No. <laughs> okay. And here's, you why, here's, here's why, because Bill and Ted is one of those roles where he doesn't have to be an incredibly good actor. He just could be funny. And the thing is, and that's fine. Like in comedy is even harder than drama in a certain sense, because here's the, so to give some credit to what you're saying, because you have to have timing. You have to be, you have to understand what you're saying. You have to understand the infliction of how you're saying it when yeah. you're doing comedy. It's like, it's like drama, except 10 times harder is um, a way that people have described writing comedy. Um, and one of those things where like, I genuinely think that it's like a different, it's a whole Bill and Ted and Moon Knight and being these characters. Cause it even kind of reminds me of Legion like the mm-hmm. FX show yes, and everything yeah. like that is like, it's like kind of like, like Dan Stevens can play a character like that because Agreed. Dan Stevens yeah. is a beast. <laughs> like he's an awesome actor. And so it's one of those things where I think like I stand by it. I think Keanu Reeves is a great performer. I think he's a great, I think he's an awesome action, action star because he'll go out there and he'll do stuff that stunt doubles don't even do. And so it's yeah. one of those things where it's, I think that the whole performance aspect of, uh, yeah, it was the best. And I'm not even saying that I'd be mad if they casted him as Moonlight. No, I would be. Yeah, I would actually not. be fine. Mm-hmm. I just think I would just be like, okay, let's see what they do with it. Well, an, an argument to your comedic timing thing. Have you ever seen a movie called um, oh, what was it? Was it Always Be My Maybe or something like that? Yeah. Like Keanu Reeves is in that movie as himself. Like mm-hmm. so self-aware. Like he, so yeah. great. Yeah. He, like <laughs> it's he, a wonderful. He plays uh, like the the uh, the main uh, female lead's boyfriend, mm-hmm. and like I can't remember what the setup to the joke was. Like they were they were like having a dinner mm-hmm. like together, and I think the the male lead was just like, "Oh, I forgot my wallet," and then Keanu goes, "Oh, it's okay. My royalties from the Matrix already paid for it," <laughs> or something like that. <laughs> ah. Something That's like great. no, for sure. So. Like I said, I I understand what you're saying, but I'd willing I'd be willing to give him a shot. No, for sure. Like I um, I'd definitely be willing to give him a shot. I'm not saying that I don't believe in our breathtaking boy. Yeah, Keanu Reeves, especially with the renaissance he's had. Yeah, the Keanu sons. Yeah, so, exactly. 
I don't know. It's a wonderful thing. But well, who, who, who do we got who's next? I um, don't really know who this – well, I've seen him and stuff. His name is Rodrigo Santaro, and he's um, Xerxes in 300. I remember oh. him from 300. Wow. So and is he like 6'8 in real life, or is that just the magic of filmmaking? It might just be – they might be some pulling some Tom Cruise tomfoolery, yeah. <laughs> making him look huge. I need that magic. But <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. But, oh, um, maybe – uh, cons- but yeah, considered one of Brazil's most famous actors, um, who would be the first Brazilian actor in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Rodrigo Santoro is best known for his role as Xerxes in the 300, um, Hector, um, Excatan and HBO's Westworld. And this guy, oh, yeah. and he go, and then the, this I'm reading from the Collider article and the guy who wrote this said he straight up looks like Mark Spector from the comics, which is true. Um, and yeah, so he hasn't had much opportunities with anything like this. And so they were saying that maybe they can get some unexpected choice in there. And, you know, I'm always good for New Blood. And I thought he was great at Xerxes, yeah. but I haven't seen him do anything terribly. And I need to watch the rest of Westworld because I'm trying to think. I've seen like a good portion of the first season of Westworld. I'm trying to see and think if I can remember his character in it. But um, it's one of those deals where, yeah, like. I'm always in for new, yeah, sure, for, for, for new, for yeah, random talent. But you know, he like, definitely has like the body type for it. No, for sure, he's he got muscles. That boy, big boy, thick muscles. But uh, <laughs> so, who's is that? The <laughs> last, is there one more? or Is there two more? Uh, there's a few more, but we might have to. <laughs> but we why don't we, we just run down? Yeah, run, run, run through yeah. them quick. There's there's Andrew Scott, who is. Um, I don't know who he is. Yeah, me neither. Thank you for your help, Corey. There's Oliver Jackson Cohen, who's oh, in the I've Haunting of Hill. Oh, yeah. He's in the Haunting of Hill House, and he's great at oh, okay. it. Okay. Um, he is – yeah, that's pretty much all I've seen him in, and I think that he's great. I think I would be okay with that choice. Sure. All right. Um, there's Jensen Ackles from Supernatural. Thing. Hey, he's fu- He's pretty funny. He's good. I – I think he could do it. He probably wouldn't be my main choice. Okay. If they were to recast Captain America, I would love to have Jensen Ackles play him. So like, that's one that I think. I just have sure. a thought. But yeah. like, what if for Moon Knight, his different personalities, maybe the body actor is the same and the person when it takes off the mask is the same. But what if it was different actors as the voice? That would be crazy. I would love that. That would be awesome. It would involve a lot of ADR and it would evolve, mm-hmm. uh, like involve a lot of just like crazy – like Tom Foolery. It would be a ton of work, but if it was executed well, it kind of reminds me of Sorry to Bother You. Yeah. You know, where oh, they did the whole movie. like white yeah. voice and all right. the things like that, whereas like Lakeith Stanfield and it had David Cross's voice right. and all that stuff like that. Like, yeah, the Hello. only thing about, that'd be hard about that is that in that movie, they kind of they kind of intentionally make it mismatch so uh-huh. you can tell it's like fake. No, for but, sure. So uh, they could even like, so you can even get away with it and be like, oh, it's comedy. Huh. Right. Yeah, so, true. That is are true. there any... There's... Adam Brody, who is in Shazam and Ready or Not, um, he's. I thought I said Aiden Brody for a second. Yeah. I was like, "What?" Yeah, me too. I thought that's like, what I said. I have not seen him really in anything. That like I know he's in Shazam, and who does he I've play heard, in Shazam? I'm not entirely sure. Uh, because like they because they say that he's he might be player. like uh, Savant's brother or something. I don't know. No, yeah, he that that, that really. Very I'm not exactly player. sure. And then they also have, um, topping out the list, they have um, Jonathan Groff. 
Oh, who wow. is in Mindhunter, and he's awesome. Fantastic. I think not seen Mindhunter. Mindhunter's so good. Man. One of my favorites of all time, mm -hmm. TV shows. Um, I kind of fall into the same arena here as Taron Egerton, where I think he's a little, he's probably a little too clean cut, maybe, mm -hmm. I think, for this role. Uh, but if he was in the MCU, I mean, I'd, I'd be down for that. He'd play a great villain, I think. No, I think he'd be very cool, very cold, very calculating. Maybe uh, maybe Jonathan Groff could be a pretty good um, uh, Mr. Fantastic, you know? Oh, maybe, I think that'd yeah. Be, I think that'd yeah. be a good role for Jonathan. They but, still need to recast Punisher, too. No, you, you're right. You're right. I think it's going to be a good time. But, right. That is going to do it for us. That's going to do it for awesome. us at the box office, bros. Thank you, Reeve. Of course. Thank, thank you, so you for having me. Uh, like, I really appreciate you coming in and all that stuff like that. And I appreciate you all for listening. Thank you for taking time out of your day. And remember to listen to MavRadio.fm, um, KVNO 90.7 HD2 Omaha, and Box Office Bros, out. Thank you for listening to Box Office Bros. Oh, gee, thanks, Dad. You can catch the show live on Wednesdays, 12 noon to 2 o'clock, on Mav Radio KVNO HD2. What about radio communication? Start with radio. This is Earth Radio. What's radio again? You can listen to the podcast version on Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Stitcher. Podcasts are great. Radio's boring. Have a great day. And see you next time. If I'm not back in five minutes, just wait longer. And now for my next impression... Jesse Owens. Peace out. Later, Tater. End of story. Bye-bye. See you later.